0: Welcome to Kid Tech, a podcast series about the kids' digital media space. I'm your host today, Craig Donaghy, Head of Community and Insights for PopJam, which is a super awesome, safe social platform for under-13s. Today, I'm in our London office with Sam Clough, a strategic insights consultant who works primarily in the kids and parents sector. Hi, Sam. Hi, Craig. Hi, Hi <coughs> Can you give us a bit of an introduction to what you do?
1: Sure. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, so I... Um do research, I'm a research and insights consultant and uh, kids and parent ex- expert. I've been focused in this kids space for the last 25 years um, and mostly do qual and quant primary research. Um, I really look into and talk about trends um, extensively as well. Um, and I work with a really diverse range of clients including FMCG, travel, tech, uh, toys and the entertainment sectors.
0: Wow, impressive. And today you're here to talk to us about the future of shopping for kids.
1: Yes, that's right. So um, along with Super Awesome and and with you, Craig, um, I just completed a study which looked at um, what children expect from the future of shopping. Um, So we did a fair amount of crystal ball gazing and some qualitative research, um, tried to find out what they thought the near future might be like and also the the kind of further future uh, and also what they think of shopping at the moment as well. And also, um, as you know, you did some outreach with with Popcham, which supported that as well. Um, and I looked at uh, quite a lot of um, data and trends around shopping as well as, as part of it. So a really quite comprehensive view of what might be happening um, or what is happening in, in the shopping space with kids.
0: So my first question would be, do kids enjoy the traditional shopping experience or are they already di- digital converts?
1: Okay, really interesting question um, because they are kind of both. So in one way, um, they love the convenience of online shopping and and all of the things that go around it, but they also love actual real-life shopping. And there are big differences between the age groups, and I spoke to 7 to 17-year-olds. But what we saw really really strongly was that um, the kind of 10 to 13, 14 roles, particularly girls, really, really love in-store shopping. So um, if I talk about the both of them, it can, it's two different se- kind of segments. So what's really interesting about online shopping is that um, it's a very functional purchase, even for children, and they talk about... Um, all ages actually talk about the, the real benefits of shopping online. They can really differentiate between why you would shop online and why you shop in store. Um, and for all of them, the, the online shop is about convenience. It's about being able to find what you want in a relatively easy way, order it, and for the, the fast delivery that comes alongside it. So, so certain things have to be right for a, a good online purchase, and you know, it has to be really easy to find. The navigation has to be really good. Um, the price has to be right, and um, it has to have fast delivery. And, and fast delivery is, you know, tomorrow, um, ideally. And they all talk about Prime. Um, what's really interesting in the online space is how all of the children that we spoke to use reviews um really interesting so they're researching what they're buying and also they're reviewing what they're buying as well now um, we did see more more boys talking um, more extensively about reviewing and um, primarily because they were buying Products that needed more reviews so they tended to be buying more kind of tech items and that kind of thing and so so for them the, the review part was really really important um, but actually even the girls look at the look at the reviews and make sure that what they're buying is the right thing and even if they're buying slime they're working out you know is it the right slime um, so where are they finding these reviews interestingly most of the purchasing seems to be d- done via amazon Um, So they're really easy to to find and and they are really interrogating the purchases that they're making to make sure that they get what they want. Um, Some of them were buying more technical items from specialised websites. But again, they were still looking around and researching to make sure that they got the right thing for for what they needed.
0: So do you think that even though some of the comments might have been from adults, for example, they're not just looking for peer to peer reviews?
1: Absolutely not. I mean, peer to peer reviews would be good, But I don't think they've kind of thought thought that through in that way, Um, so they're definitely just looking to see what people have said about the things they're buying.
0: Do you think they would class things like as unboxing videos and influencer videos as reviews A little taster of what they're going to get perhaps in a non
1: that's a that's a really really interesting question and i want i and and i wonder whether that's part of the appeal of an unboxing video um but that's certainly not something that they talked about explicitly in the context of shopping um so what was really interesting then about about online was this really functional approach to shopping what is interesting about in-store is the flip side actually and and it's not I'm painting it very black and white but actually it did come across as a very emotive picture um particularly for those 10 to 13, 14-year-old girls that we talked about. Now, um, if I take a step back and we think about where they are in their, their kind of developmental process, um, children of that age are trying to be more independent, branching out a bit more and becoming more social, focusing on the peer group, all, all of those kinds of things. And so for them, a day out shopping where they are suddenly being let out without their parents, who are probably at Costa, um, but, you know, they're they're being... Let free, if you like, in the shopping centre. It's a hugely important experience for them. So um, already, the whole idea of shopping in store becomes much more emotive, um, and they are, you know, that's that's something that they really really enjoy is the social element of shopping with their friends um, and going out and, and and having that independence. But regardless of the age group or gender, the the children enjoy shopping in an actual shopping environment Um, they want to be able to touch things they want to be able to feel the things and they they do that kind of whole um feeling things with their with their fingers when they talk about it um as i'm doing now which you can't see (laughs) um they they're assessing the quality and quite importantly for children because they're all such different sizes um being able to go into a shop and actually see the things that you're trying on and it is really important. One of the girls that I spoke to is 12, but is six foot. Now, clearly a size 12 um, child thing is not going to fit her. Actually, probably most adult clothes are going to be too short in the leg. So for her, going sh- go- physically going shopping is really, really important. Similarly, if you're really small as a child, it's really difficult as well. Um, so all of those things play into it. So it's a really visual, really tactile, really social experience. Um, And that's, that's all really important. The other thing that they talked quite a lot about, and quite surprisingly, actually, was this idea that you can talk to somebody who knows what they're, what they've got, what the, the, that kind of their stock is, or what they're selling. um, And, whereas some of the boys in particular like the online experience because they could research everything if they were going in store to buy something they liked to have staff that knew what they were talking about so they talked about knowledgeable Mm -hmm. staff quite an adult concept but actually they were quite young talking about it yeah um,
0: and some of the questions i've asked kids on pop jam tying in with like online safety and saying well you know how do you want to learn it the number one thing that they always say is they want an expert, someone who will come into their school mostly, and it would be an expert. That's the word they use. You know, they want to have faith and trust in someone, don't they?
1: Exactly, and and that's really interesting to see that played back from a shopping perspective. And um, the other thing that I think is is important and is one of the big trends we see in the retail space is this idea of retail theatre. Um, and they like the idea that they're going to find something exclusive, or they can try something, or you know, free trials. And there were a couple of girls who's talked about going shopping to Costco with their parents at the weekend and you know immediately you think Costco is a really boring purchase for children or boring trip for children but no it was all about all the freebies and and everything else that you get when you go to Costco and all the sampling and and again you can see those things that are you know aimed at parents that or adults that actually the children really enjoy and appreciate as well.
0: So that's interesting I mean I was going to follow up with asking what the biggest differences were between online and real life shopping and that retail theatre is a really key thing you mentioned tactile we know tactile things are really important with kids just from trends with slime and fidget spinners and actually, actually the the Um and the retail theatre of um, we spoke earlier about it being good for the gram and being an experience you can then like put on Instagram or take some pictures of you're having a real life experience and how important that is
1: absolutely and and that whole um you you know we know from other work that we do that the whole idea of experiencing something is is absolutely critical for this generation and they are you know they talk about and and we've seen this on some of the stuff that you've shown me as well Craig this idea of that they collect memories and and part of that is the social media kind of drive towards collecting all these different photographs of you in all these amazing places but part of it is a recognition that memories are incredibly valuable and and probably longer lasting than slime or whatever
0: that's a nice way to turn a really boring shopping trip into uh, a lovely memory (laughs) are kids currently doing the majority of their spending in store or online right now
1: um the majority of the spending goes in store but not everything and actually there are slight gender differences and and whilst this probably sounds very stereotypical it is leads the way which has been played out at the moment boys tend to be more likely to go down that functional online route um they are you know quite often buying more technical things girls are more usually buying clothes um and and therefore want to be in store but actually even boys like that whole um in-store experience of of going and seeing and actually one of the stores that that got mentioned by every single boy that I spoke to and some of the girls is the apple store so although it's a technical kind of buy it's one that you can go in and touch everything and press the buttons and it's such a a kind of um a sensory experience
0: it's an overwhelming experience that everything's clean everything's beautiful the yeah. staff are experts
1: exactly um so so that gets held up as an ideal retail environment by by almost all of the children that you speak to um the the girls are quite interesting because they also would like to have that kind of experience in a, in a clothes environment um but they're looking for little perks and little extras so one of the things that really made me laugh actually was one of the girls um i think she was 11 who talked about the joy of her father shopping at wiggle um and which was really odd to begin with and then i said but well, why do you like it when your father buys his cycling gear from wiggle and she said well because wiggle always have a free pack of haribo when uh, I said, and i get it um I, and that was really sweet And then it was kind of juxtaposed with another girl who said actually it would be brilliant if in every clothes changing room there was there was a bowl of sweets and I kind of just thought that that says everything about children. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All you need is sweets.
0: Absolutely that still sounds true to me now. So are kids um, shopping with their own money in store and online like
1: yeah um so when I'm going to scroll back and say kids have a huge amount of their own money um they have their own income be it pocket money be it um christmas and birthday money um but they also quite often have little jobs so they're doing they're getting money for um you know doing jobs around the chores around the house you know cleaning their bedroom doing the ironing um or actually uh, some of the 11 and 12 year olds I spoke to were doing dog walking um so they have their own money um number one which is brilliant because they can go and spend it on whatever they want but a lot of them also have um both physical money and um kind of debit cards or go henry cards so electronic money um which means that in theory they can spend it wherever they want um but in practice for the younger children it's still quite hard to online shop without a parent so what they'll be doing is is the parent will enable that online purchase um but actually some of the older ones are have their own online accounts and, and are buying things online the preference is to buy in a real shop with real money or a real debit card
0: so one of the kids that um on pop jam um one of our pop jam mentioned about cryptocurrency and the awareness of, like, you know, virtual digital currencies. And one of the things that we saw for Christmas, for example, was lots of kids saying that they wanted to receive Robux or v the currency for Roblox and Fortnite, um, as well as asking for gift cards for things like iTunes. Yeah. Do you think this is almost like the beginning of kids imagining their own managing their own online finances or
1: um i think that's really interesting and actually that reminds me of the the whole kind of frugality of lots of children actually as well so absolutely i think kids are much more aware and much more money savvy than perhaps previous generations um, that i think the online currency kind of the, the virtual currencies is really interesting and a really interesting analogy but we i certainly have come across children who um have a huge amount of money awareness and talk about being able to save or really interrogating how they're spending their money and not being really frivolous with it um, which is fascinating actually Um, the other thing I think that's quite interesting you talk about cryptocurrencies is this and and as I said at the beginning we talked a lot about with the children about what's going to happen in the future and many children believe that in the future there, there will be no more cash that it will have gone completely and there will be will be you know biometrically scanned or um you know it will all be on debit card um to the point where you know actually because there's no physical money everything is free
0: (laughs) (laughs) that sounds nice it's interesting um when we talk to pop jammer's for example, about their concerns about being online. Now the typical things are obviously things like you know cyberbullying. Um hackers has become a huge thing, mm-hmm. all powerful bogeyman, hackers that can control the internet and fold it, like the Matrix. Um but also one of the concerns that popped up was um kids worrying about making online purchases that they didn't know they were making or their parents suddenly being like when did you spend this? How did this happen? So how do you feel kids are about you know that sort of security and the privacy around it all
1: it's really interesting actually because there's a huge amount of distrust i think in terms of tech generally um quite a lot of conspiracy theories are coming through um and i i think you know i can't put a point on is it an age or gender thing but i think at about nine they start becoming aware of the whole conspiracy side of things and so i get that gets played back to me a lot when i talk to children um there is Huge um, worry about hacking, absolutely. So, I think what I've seen more of is people worried that, that their money is going to disappear rather than spending it unwittingly. But they do talk about, you know, in app purchases, they're very careful about what they're doing. Um, I think they've all been drilled by their parents. Um, but I think it's it's more about that bogeyman than than them unwittingly spending money.
0: And. Overall, from all the research you've been doing, what are the, like, the key findings that you've been getting from the kids about what they think is going to happen? I think w- one thing, if I can share from Pop PopJam, um, is one of the kids said, I think that we will have one single app that allows all of the population to use. We'll tap things that we want. Um, money won't really exist, so everything will be free. Um, when we tap what we want, we can collect it, or a drone will come and deliver it with extras, and it'll save lots of time in the future.
1: Mm. Um, so I think that... that encapsulates everything that the children that I speak to feel and kind of predict this idea that money will be free everything will be free um, that robots are going to to take over. And I know that we'll talk a bit more about robots in a minute um that that drones will be ever present um and that it will all be a lot easier. Um, so there is quite a lot of um, almost sci-fi led um, kind of predictions in terms of what our future is going to be like and what the f- what shopping will be like in the future. But it, it is interesting because they, there is a, an element of tech that comes into it that, that is about streamlining the process and making it seamless. So that's the, you know, ordering from a you know, a, a table in your room, in your sitting room where you can just, you know, swipe and it'll come and it will be immediately delivered by a drone to, um, to, to you know, actually my shopkeeper is going to telepathically know what I want and provide it for me. So they, they do um, envisage a kind of high-tech future.
0: A lot of the pop PopJammers, as you said, mentioned robots. Um, one of them said um, in about five years, cash registers and self-service checkouts will be more high-tech. Um, within 15 years there'll be cute robots that do shopping for us um one says i think we'll have little robots that'll help us to shop like reaching high places um and another one that says robots and technology will take over just like how social media has taken over which is quite a, a different
1: discussion for a different day absolutely um so kids the future Robots. You kind of can't talk about the future and children in the same sentence without mentioning robots. Um, What's interesting, and I think we've talked about this in the past, haven't we, is is, um, actually that they're not really aware that they're living that that kind of future now. Um, But I think what's really interesting is that the role that robots will play in this future and it is about seamless integration integration of experiences it, it is quite sci-fi led but actually you know it's it's robo valets helping you choose what to wear and getting you dressed to robot and virtual shop assistants when you go out to, to that delivery fulfilment that idea that they're going to be driving around the big Amazon Go superstore that, and, and, and just give it to you but they're, they're very open to the idea of tech whilst also being slightly nervous of it as well so
0: do you think are aware of quite how connected they are now in terms of connected classrooms and interactive learning um ai robots augmented uh, reality do you think that they're aware of actually they're kind of in the future now
1: um probably not but but actually it's their present so there's there's no reason for them to to question the fact that they're, they're not there yet and i think also they probably you know at the, at the younger level that, I, that primary level they probably haven't really thought about it to that Degree, I think once they start to get to the upper teens, then they, they, then they are much more aware of it, for sure. Um, I think what's really interesting, actually, is if when we go back to robots, if we think about the fact that actually a, a robot is just a physical embodiment of Alexa, and they've all got Alexa in their rooms, or, or certainly that's the way that it's going, that they have um virtual assistants and they're completely used to to interacting with them and getting them to to do the things that they want to do for for better or worse
0: and they very much imagine them as they keep using the word cute in regards to robots like little sidekicks with skills rather than a terrifying overlord presence which which is good
1: and 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 that does depend on the child that you speak to (laughs) but i agree most most of the younger children think that the robots are their friends
0: excellent um in terms of we've spoken about the gender divide, is there any key way in you think that that's affecting how they're shopping?
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. And to really generalise, and obviously there are exceptions to every rule, um, girls are more likely to want to go um, to the actual physical shop and boys are more likely to be shopping online, but to be to doing in terms of their own shopping but to be fair um the types of purchasing that they're doing is actually drives that so um girls are more likely to want to spend their money on clothes and other things you know that 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 the physical shopping experience lends itself to um i talked about sizing and everything else earlier on um and boys are more likely to be buying tech things again obviously that's a generalization um And so that that does it because actually boys are also more likely to let their mums do their clothes shopping for them, whereas girls are being very differentiated about what they're wearing from a very young age. Um, And so they want to be in store choosing things. There is also that, going back to that social thing that we talked about earlier on uh, for girls, um, because it's a an experience and a social experience they want to be in in store with their friends trying things on with their friends being part of that that peer group and that that whole belonging thing is really important for them so, so that in-store experience becomes really important where whereas if you're buying a you know an accessory for your camera that's not a social thing so you can do it online anyway what are kids
0: talking about in terms of sustainability or the environment?
1: So that's that's a really interesting question, Craig, because um, what was really interesting as part of the work that, that we were doing was that we weren't we didn't probe for this at all. This came up so spontaneously um, in every single conversation that I had with a child and. Um, and one of the older children talked about the the morality of shopping. And that just struck me as a phrase because um, part of it was about ethics and, and sustainability and, and, and climate change and all of these sorts of things. And part of it was, should we actually be buying all of this stuff in the first place, um, which is a whole different conversation. But what came through from all of the younger children was that the um, the passion around climate change and environmental um doing doing the right thing environmentally um and they talked about it a lot and they talked about it in the context of shopping and we talked about the gram and what was also really interesting with those children kind of 11 12 plus was that they they felt very strongly um or they feel very strongly that social media is a is a force for good in holding brands accountable so um brands have a duty of care to the to the environment and to 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 us as humans Um, and that we um, if they're not and they're not being you know having integrity we can call them out and the power of social media to make them change is huge and that's quite a positive thing a positive force um so yes it is important the other thing that we know from wider research and wider trends is that um gen z and by default gen alpha will be like this as well um are more willing to pay a premium for something that is in ethically sourced or, or environmentally has the right profile um than than other generations so that's that's again quite powerful
0: so but will that be them paying a premium or their parents paying a premium like will they have more um we haven't talked about it yet but pester power or They have more sway with parents if they're likely to point out something is
1: sustainable or ethical or of more value to them personally? That's a really, really interesting question. So, um, I think you know, I've seen data that suggests that the older Gen Z are paying you know for it with their own money. Um, I I didn't ask that question of my my younger respondents. However, what I do know, and I've seen in many other things, is that they have enormous influence over the household budget um, and the family democracy, and they're consulted in everything. They also... um, are campaigning at a kind of individual household level for the the environment. So they will be the ones within the home that are instigating change that will be, you know, moving to, you know, plastic-free or plastic reduced plastic because that's more realistic within the home or, you know, less food waste or less food miles or or all of those things. And I, I had a conversation at the weekend with somebody who's, Children had banned them from having new new world wines because okay. they, they, they could only buy wines that were from Europe. Um, you know, it's so because of the food miles associated to it. So, so there there are you know children are instigators of change within the home, yeah. um, and they're hugely influential. And if that then by default means that a family that can afford to make those premium purchases does, then they will be doing it. It's also worth scrolling back and saying, although they're worth, although they're willing to pay a premium, they don't have huge amounts of cash, so um, the premium has to be reasonable.
0: And do you think kids are in? You were saying spending time researching reviews. Do you think they're going to be doing the same for brands and companies in terms of how ethical they are and how well they're doing anything from plastic wastage to how they're treating staff?
1: um absolutely i mean i think again it will as they get older they will tend to care more about those you know not minor details more about the smaller details and and be be more willing to spend time on it um but even at, at even at a younger age they're thinking about what's coming through and you know schools have a huge role to play in this as well
0: it's one of the things we say on pop jam it's really really important to be kind yeah. it's really important to be seen as being kind. Yeah. And I think it just holds an incredible social value. And it's going to be fascinating to see that applied to companies and brands. Yeah,
1: absolutely. There's a huge expectation that, that, that you know, the things that they buy, um, that, that everything that they interact with has does the right thing. Um, and, you know, kids... Ha- idealists aren't they they have a huge amount of kind of hope and belief and they want to believe that people are doing it the right way and if they're not they're, they're calling it out and that's i think the where the power of social media will come in for them as well
0: so My next question is, is the future looking bright? And it kind of sounds like it.
1: Well, well, yes and no. I think, you know, it it is. But actually, what's really interesting and what what was fascinating and and slightly depressing, actually, when I was talking to those children aged kind of 10 to 12, you know, the ones that love shopping, there was a huge amount of... um, Kind of despair and a sense of grief and loss of the of the high street. So when you talk to them about the future, they they all automatically, as we've talked about, you know, flip to this sci-fi world with automatic integrated payments and and robots. But actually, and and no more high street. But actually, a huge amount of them want. miss uh, kind of envisage missing that Um, and it is that loss of the the social side the loss of the physical the interaction and I think what's interesting is if we can flip it so that we don't lose that then the future is bright so what was really interesting was the way that um, they talk about uh, the kind of new old So they were talking about, um, well, we can have, you know, to save the high street, to make the future bright, we can have, you know, the the old fashioned stuff, we can have a butcher, a baker, a tailor. Um, And and what's really interesting about that is that it fits very closely in with this idea of personalisation and individualism as, as key drivers for this generation, because they see no reason why we can't be having our... Clothes tailored for us, you know, and and this kind of thing. So it's a, um, you know, or going back to the boutique store, or going to the artisanal baker, or whatever, um, to get to get the things that are, you know, have integrity, have been produced properly, and and are produced for me. Most importantly, it's really
0: interesting because they're things that I don't think i would have expected i think maybe there's a, a sway from influencers and youtubers where they're very much like the the, the artist handmaking art or making cakes or doing craft projects the importance of diys and yeah. hacks of things being handmade and done and um, having this immeasurable value and maybe a tailor will exist but it will just be drones that measure you and a cute little robot pal will yeah. pop
1: up absolutely and i think i think that is really interesting and i I, there is absolutely an influencer effect on 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 all of this but i think what's also interesting is that it's not just a a heart back to you know the 1800s what it is is a a kind of amplified one that where as you say you've got technology that is is enabling that so you know the the experience will be seamless that the you know the payments will be you know done by magic yeah and biometrically um but it, it is absolutely a, a blending of new and old that will make the, f- the future bright. Um, but we do need to save the high street and that physical experience as well. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing I think that was really interesting is that they talk about um, – experience the experience and we talked all the way through about experience and actually if we can make um the future of shopping include something that is not just about shopping that it is a destination and they can have a spa and do some exercise and and the children were talking about exercise um because it is really important or you know have that social experience mm. or meet friends and you know take the shot for your selfie and, and for your for your feed um then, then all of those things will, will make the future bright in terms of shopping for kids.
0: And I guess my final question would be, what are the key takeaways that you think that brands and companies need to consider?
1: Okay, um, so w- number one, you need to remember that children really like shopping, particularly girls, um, and um, we need to do all we can to enhance and amplify that experience to make sure that they really want to continue to come back. Because actually... Brand loyalties are built at this age group, um, you know, but those shopping habits are built at this age group. So th- so now is the time to influence the, the next generation of shoppers. Um, w- we also think that tech needs to be... Um, used to make a really seamless experience for them um in store and online and you know little really there's some really obvious fixes you know if we know that they're researching online they are i can also say they're researching in store so they will stand in front of something and work out whether they can get it cheaper online so they're they're doing a combination of browsing in store but purchasing online and you know as we do you know well
0: yeah just thinking i do that i will go into a shop and then look to see if i can get it cheaper online and then i'll play the story in my head of how quick do i want it versus how you know cheap do i want
1: it yeah absolutely so they're doing that so let's facilitate that and put the online price next to it you know that that, i don't know how but there must be a way um you know let's um really amplify that social side of things um you know but also let's remember that they have this huge uh, um passion for their causes that there's an enormous amount of integrity that is that they have themselves and they expect from brands um and we need to make sure that that morality of shopping is is front and center
0: Excellent. Well, something that's super useful and really brilliant. And uh, I look forward to a fairly bright future full of robots.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Craig.
0: Thank you.